Yeah. Uh, so welcome back to the Seeker Strength Podcast. This week brought to you by Seeker Strength, by Dara and Gurf. So today we're going to be talking about lying to yourself while training. And if you're anyone who's basically done any bit of self-directed training, or to be honest, even if you're being coached, and you're going into a session being like, oh, like we all tell ourselves certain things like, this isn't going to hurt as much as it did last week. Or, no, no, I'm definitely strong enough for that 10 kilo linear increase from last week. Um, or, I know I've missed 100 kilos 20 times in the last week, but I'm going to make it today. Um, and we're talking about those kind of lies. Uh, key lie teller to himself, uh, Owen Murphy, is here to tell number you all one. about it. <laughs> number, number one lie teller. <laughs> Biggest liar in all of Sikistan. <laughs> <laughs> we start our own country, Sikistan. <laughs> you, you ha- when you come in, you have to be on drugs. No one's allowed in the country unless yeah, yeah, you're on yeah. drugs. You have to be off your tits, minimum. So daily vitamins are like vitamin D. Uh, I don't know, glutamine, fucking uh, beef organs, taurine, and snazanaz and all. Has to be everyone mandatory country. You yeah. get your vaccine and you get your snazanol. That's it. Flat, yeah. point blank. If you can't squat at least double body weight, you're not allowed in the country. Yeah. The passport's matte black, stag in the front. It oh. gets you in absolutely nowhere. You know, and there's like a power rating for passports. Yeah. The Sikistan has no rating. No country will give you an automatic visa. You're actually on a banned list if you have it. You're considered a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. You're only allowed in to give urine samples places. Immaculate sports science in our country, though. Everything else is underfunded. It's it's the only science. Everything else is judged by Jesus and the Bible. <laughs> Yeah, you're given a 22 and a bottle of Sinazolol when you go into the country and that's it. <laughs> you get your own food and you keep yourself healthy and you train hard. And it's only steroidal drugs. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no paracetamol, not no. like nothing to make people's lives better, just to slowly decay uh, yeah. the population. If it's, it's not performance enhancing, it's not in the country. <laughs> Sikistan, coming to a town near you. Sikistan. We could actually annex like a part of like fucking West Cork, you know, like one of those small little peninsulas or one of the islands. There's an island Mm -hmm. for sale in West Cork now. Uh, It's in Roaring Water Bay. Uh, One acre. That would be perfect. Sikistan. It's not even a state sponsored doping program. Just no one gets tested. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's driving a zero zero micro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, zero speed limits. There has been a catalytic converter on the island in 50 years. <laughs> There's no NCT. <laughs> oh, fuck. I want to go and buy an island now. Start up Sikistan. Yeah. Anyway, better get it back on top in case this turns into another shit talk. Yesterday, we started this podcast. We started giving out about farming and, and uh, forestry and, and fishing and stuff. So, yeah. Um, so basically lying to yourself in your training. So like the, the my most common lie to myself is when I'm training and I'm kind of fatigued and I'll go into a session so I'll have a session planned and we should probably get there's a different topic where we should probably talk about at some point which is like auto regulation and RP you know like auto regulation can be a bit of a thing but it's not the same as RPE but for a different time so I'll go into a session um, and I'll be looking to do snatches and clean and jerks and I'll be like okay I'll just do some light lifts and then I'll start warming up and I'll do like 90 sets at 100 kilos and then I'll be like pow pow Oh, look, I'm at my working sets. And there's one thing you can do is you can't start your working sets and, and just stop them halfway through because I'm not a bitch. So if I, for example, last week I had like, I had like a couple of doubles at one, 120 
potentially a double 135 depending on how I was feeling or at least a double 130 and I was like okay fucking just warming up and I was like look if you just snatch 100 kilos and if you're pretty tired tonight you could do it tomorrow um, all the while knowing full well that I was just putting out the feelers and I knew I was lying to myself but it's okay I don't do this often but like when it, it's just a tool I use sometimes when I'm trying to abuse myself in the training and uh, I just do so I did like 100 for like 3 sets and then like 110 for like 4 doubles and then I was like sure they don't feel that bad sure just draw on 120 and then once you've started and opened the floodgates, I was doing 120. Yeah. And then that was it. And I obviously, and then it ended up being a good session for snatching. And, you know, there's other scenarios where you're, you finish your snatching, for example, or you finish your first exercise, whatever you're doing in your training, you know, you finish your first wad and you're like, okay, I'm not going to do, okay, we're not, we're not going to do a second wad or we're going to do less of it. All the knowing full well that when you warm up, you're going to do what you're going to do, you know? So yeah. it's not something I would use all the time, but it's definitely just a coping mechanism I have sometimes in training when things are, just when I'm pretty tired. Like, I know I'm lying to myself, but it just allows you to get through it for a period of time, you know? In my um, in my running training at the moment, I was explaining this to one of the lads last night that every single session I have at the moment, I have, like, a deep sense of, like, worry in my stomach when I wake up in the morning knowing I have to go and do the session. Like, I'm genuinely scared <laughs> Like a kid who's afraid of the dark and their mother's after closing the bedroom door on the way out. Like every morning when I wake up and I know I have to do one of those sessions, I'm like, I fucking do not want to do this. Like I'm sick of getting black spots in my eyes when I finish every fucking run. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. I hate the feeling. Everything about it is like terrible. But I tell myself this lie, right? I'll have a distance at the start and I'll be whatever it is, you know, I'll have like six, four hundreds. And maybe a few 1Ks. And I'll be like, if I run the first 400 in X time, I don't have to do the rest of them. That time, This has only happened once ever, where I've mm-hmm. said, if I run a 1K in this time, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I don't have to do the other 1Ks. Knowing full well that I'm not capable of running a 1K in that time. Yet it happened two or three <laughs> weeks ago, the day I was doing the training vlog. And yeah. it happened. And I was so shocked when it happened. I was like, what the fuck it also allows me to do this thing where as i'm doing the first run and as i'm warming up it will ensure that i'm actually warmed up for the first run because the majority of the time i go through my first run i'm like barely warm like my fucking feet aren't even warm in my shoes like i i've done nothing i've walked from the car to the track and that's it whereas if i give myself this thing of like okay if you run a 65 second 400 you you don't have to do any more 400s like that's fast enough and then you have to do the rest of your capacity work but your 400s are done mm-hmm. like i'm never going to run that <laughs> like i'm definitely not going to run it as my first 400 a day yet it's like it literally puts me in the jeep knowing that like fuck it today i'm gonna do it like today will be the day mm-hmm. um and that is like that is a coping mechanism i know you say you don't use it that much to be honest, Garth, I've used it like twice a week at the moment. <laughs> I'll, sometimes I'll have a subconscious conversation or a subconscious lie to myself between snatches and clean and jerks. So I'll be like sitting down, you know, and I'll take like 10 minutes between lifts and I'll be like, nah, you're not going to do it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to do it today. Or I'll be, it won't even be conscious words. It'll just be general. No, you're not going to do it. Don't do it. Yeah. You know, my brain is like, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to do it. All knowing, knowing full well that I'm going to do it. You know, it has to happen, like, unless I'm absolutely dying. 
the the funny thing with that like when you're having the chat with yourself it's almost just like it's a little nugget there for you you know it's like you you know full well it's never going to happen it's like when your mom says maybe to you getting mcdonald's mm-hmm. on the way home you know what it's never going to happen but it will stop you crying for like five minutes mm-hmm. uh yeah i like those little lies like they're definitely maladaptive in certain senses um and i could see i know times <laughs> i know times where people will just tell keep telling themselves lies like it's it's going to be there next week like it's going mm-hmm. to be there next week uh and you're like it's probably not going to be there next week or like i'm gonna max out again now like this will be a saturday morning and they've maxed out in a weightlifting class and they've mm-hmm. like the classic serial underperformer like they've done no training they just tipped away in the gym for three months and now because other people are maxing out they're like i'm gonna max out too you're like oh well you've, you've done no work since the last time you maxed out why would you think you should max out and they'll go and they'll do it and then mm-hmm. because they they chronically underperform they'll be like i'm gonna come in on tuesday night and do it do you think i should come in on tuesday night i'm gonna come in on tuesday night there's no rush i can just do it tuesday night and you're like no this that's not where you're currently at like yeah you you have an idea where you're at and the idea is incorrect <laughs> that, that idea is a lie you've told yourself i suppose before before we get onto the negatives of it, there's definitely there is some positives to it so like it, it cannot be positive can that kind of um false lies or not a lie or double speak to yourself or whatever it is can it be positive and i think ultimately the overriding point of training is to do it and get it done essentially you know like so if something allows you to do a training session so if it helps you get the job done and then lets you finish and do what you need to do to a certain extent then it definitely is positive or can be useful Ide- ideally would you be lying to yourself about training obviously not obviously you yeah. want someone who's peppy fresh enthusiastic and very real with themselves for training sessions but i don't know i don't know if i know anyone like that um like there's a in the book I um I mastered the art of weightlifting you know by the Polish yeah. weightlifter he um he talks about it where they're used to sit in a bench for 50 minutes before a session to get the motivation to start training <laughs> and uh it it's there's a there's no athlete alive realistically or that I know anyone no matter what like David Goggins I like to tell you yeah. that everyone is a mental like they're a mental tank you know they can just power through training get stuff done and it's no issue i don't know anyone like that i don't know anyone who any good athlete i've ever interacted for long enough period of time where i know they've just been like fuck this shit you know and not like not that they're going to give it up but that they're going to take a break you know from periods of time i don't know anyone who's total war all the time you know they're not spartans any any person i've ever come across uh and this is both like reading books hearing people talking online and coming across athletes in person anyone who was like what you call their like total war all the time is actually not war any of the time it's like a little storm in a teacup and their teacup happens to be like it literally is like it and that's when (laughs) there's a quote i came across because people now send me the glorious thing of me having a go off people online is that People now send me memes from certain people that they know are going to annoy me. Uh, so people send me a lot of David Goggins memes, knowing it pisses <laughs> me off. Which, when you get them, when you get them at three o'clock in the morning and your phone beeps, and you're like, "What the fuck is coming up on my phone?" And then it's like, 
whoever wants to send you a message on Instagram and you go into your message request and it's a David Goggins meme, a meme that keeps popping up is like, for those who have, is it for those who have discipline, you don't need motivation. And it's like, if you understood the meaning of what discipline is, Mm-hmm. You realize discipline can't exist without motivation. Like people, why, why would you do something if you didn't want to do it? Why would you be disciplined to do it yeah. regularly if you had no motive? Like it's, oh, it's so fucking stupid. Like it's like for those who wear yellow t-shirts, red is the color. It's like yeah. what the fuck? You nothing of what you're saying makes sense. If you had spent a bit more time in school and less time fucking whatever, you would be much better off. I hope people listening to this. Please, please don't. Go no, send. no, no, no. Please go no. send. Shh, 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 Honestly. Please go. Shh, shh, shh. Please go send. Shh. Please go send Dara as many David Goggins. Not memes, like serious things as you can. Like Dara loves no, it. No, no, he no. tells me all the no. time. He's like, before I run every day, Lads, I'm listening to Lads, and now a quote. Please. From, shh, shh. I'm going to read you a quote from um, Myrick's book. Sake. So I tried the professional weightlifter. So he, uh, he was a professional weightlifter, if you don't know who he was, for Poland in the kind of 70s and 80s. Very good lifter. He's a, he did like 175, like 205, I think, and a 100 kilo body weight. And uh, the initial part of his book is kind of an, an autobiography, but centered around his training and kind of things related to his training life. And uh, there's one one paragraph here. I can't tell you how many times I wanted out of a training or weightlifting training in my past. It's extremely difficult to pack up your gear almost every day and go to a place where you know you'll work the exhaustion. You know, the dig deep button, right? The, the button you depend on when you're physically too tired to squeeze out another rep. The last resort of pushing through exhaustion. And when not only are your muscles and ligaments tired, but you almost start to feel it in your bones, mentally start to question your choices. That evil voice says to you, quit, it's too hard. You could be doing so many other things. Don't you want out? And I think that pretty much sums up every That's athletic endeavor. That's fucking grim. <laughs> That's a, uh, but I suppose ultimately, but the line thing is, the difference between lying to yourself productively is that you know you're going to do it and you know you want it for a reason you know lying to yourself but knowing you're not really going to go home and stop training you know yeah. it's just as a it's just as a like a, a kind of um what do you call it like a stop gap to let you rest for a few minutes to give you mental respite from your training yeah. you know to give you a minute to know that you're not total war you know you're not in that training session for two hours just thinking about training all that time you know you're you're just kind of it's a way of zenning out for f- 10 minutes or whatever between exercises to let you you know mentally because you know oftentimes even when i feel good and i start warming up you feel different when you warm up like there is your psychology changes when you start lifting so the time between lifts sometimes it's okay just to be like yeah yeah we're not going to do this or it's uh we won't go ass heavy or, or there's ones in there even more insidious where you're like Okay, so today I'm supposed to do 160, but I'll just go to 140 and see how it feels, you know, but I, I yeah. won't go any further. But you know, you know exactly that as soon as you start doing it, if it feels any good, you'll go for it. Yeah, the the thing I tell myself all the time is like, um, when I do like capacity, like work capacity work for squats, you know, I'll be like, I have five sets of 10 to do. I'll be like, no, no, I'm going to get to the working set and I'll do a set of 10. And I know I'm tired. I know... Jeez, I'm really fatigued now, and this is the fourth day. Like, Joe, I'm just gonna do a set of ten, and then you get there and you do the set of ten, and no matter how set the how bad that set is, you're still gonna be like four more to go. <laughs> yeah. So then you kind of can it be bad? 
and obviously the answer to that is, is yes. Like, it's not something you should be using every day. You know, it's not something you should be doing all the time. So like I said, ideally you wouldn't ever be doing it, but that's no human <laughs> alive is like that. But yeah, so like, when is it bad is it's when you're using it all the time, you know? Or when yeah. it's unclear whether you will follow through with your, your self-lice, your kind of self-talk. You know, it's unclear whether, do you mean that? So like Dara was talking about, will you actually run the 400s or if say you've that 160 but you're going to go to 140 and you start following through on it randomly so you don't know realistically are you actually going to follow through with that lift you know or are you really going to go as heavy as you said you were going to go you know even when you like when you liked yourself and then you follow through with the lie that's probably when it starts to become maladaptive or if you're using yeah. it frequently you know if every single training session all year round you're like no no we're not going to do this and then you never really know what's going on i think the other side of where the negative piece might lie Garf, is in why are you having to tell yourself the lie, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, like, weightlifting training, every, like, athletic endeavor will have discomfort in it. It will have, like, pain associated with it. You'll have to put aside part of your life. You'll have to miss out on things. There's a whole load of negative associated with sport. But if you're having to lie to yourself every single day and before every session, you're like, oh, I really don't want to do this. There is a problem there, you know? And the problem isn't, ju- like, that problem might be your exercise prescription, so you might be doing too much, you might be doing too high intensity, you might actually be doing enough volume to bring about adaptation, so you're constantly in that junk volume phase. Uh, there could be other issues around, like, lifestyle, around stress management, around a whole host of factors that make you feel like shit and associate that shit, fe- uh, that shit feeling or those shitty emotions with training. But I would say, like, if you're the, the person who has to lie to themselves every day, like, if you're me and you have to lie to yourself to every single running session, you should be looking and saying, Dar, what's the story here? Like, why do you hate running so much? Uh, and yeah, like, I, if you're doing this regularly, you should be fleshing out some of those issues and not just giving them the mushroom treatment. Um the mushroom treatment for those of you who don't know is put them in the dark and feed them shit uh, just I thought that was your it. girlfriend treatment though Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> fucking hell so the uh, I forgot what I was going to say there holy <laughs> shit that wipes that wipes my memory shots clean shots coming in from everywhere pew, pew. I just fucking took myself out of it there <laughs> so the, probably what I imagine would the big thing a lot of people would be experiencing probably over the last four to five months right is so when you're training at home is the environment can have a big impact on that kind of life factor so like who's around you but even if you were training in a gym by yourself so in your commercial gym a nice warm perfect down lighting gym everybody looks great out of like 25 degrees you're in a city there's people around there's other humans you're not isolating yourself you're probably going to be a lot more or minimally more enthusiastic than you would be when you go into your cold shed if you're training at home or if you have to train outside and you know it's going to be cold and you know it's going to be not that well organized and you know you're by yourself and it's a lot easier then to be kind of like fuck and you won't even notice that's the reason you might tell yourself you're fucking rambo but you may not be rambo you know it's 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 insidious to some people and especially if you weren't used to training on your own you know some people might not have been used to training in the cow shed when they're younger but i'm just saying that just throwing that out there i think the other thing as well is you get that like shifting baselines um because you're training at home and because the other people training around you like your only point of reference might be like if your mother does 
a hit class on YouTube or your dad does some kettlebell work in the shed with you, you know, and they're like, Jesus, those weights are lifting are awful heavy. Or like, mm-hmm. you were out in that shed two hours last night. And you get this like shifting of baselines where you used to go to the gym for two and a half hours. You'd spend 20 minutes on your warm up either side. You do every set that was prescribed. And now you're like, I kind of did a warm up there. Ah, oh, geez, I feel grand. Let's get straight into it. And you do maybe all of the prescribed reps on your first exercise. You kind of cut the second exercise in half or you just do one of the two movements in a superset. Then you half-ass some of the core work. You go half. So I cut the exercise and start cutting your pull as well. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you just get... And then because you keep doing it and you continually do it, like every time you do it, a bit more decays off and you've nobody around you to be like, asshole, what are you doing? Stop, stop training for 40 minutes and think it's enough. So I think that's a, a very important note is that stick to your overall prescription, stick to your overall like volume, like your overall loading and make sure you're at least training around the same format or around the same time scale that you were training for before. You know, I was just kind of thinking there, I've no idea who, what like Gabriel used to think about doing his hard training and stuff. I never really... It's kind of a stone wall in that regard. And maybe it's just because he don't... <laughs> fast. Yeah, he just didn't think about doing the lift. He just thought about doing it as fast as he yeah. possibly could. But never really got into that with him. So did on the... He talked about mindset, but he never really mentioned about individual training sessions being hard. Maybe that's the mark of a champion, I suppose. But he never really mentioned... Also, the thing is, Gabriel was in a an international setup for a long time. Like, he yeah. probably didn't train on his own that much. But even, you know, when you're waiting, like when you're training three hours a day and you're max, you're snatched twice a day and clean and jerk. Yeah. You, there's, um, there's surely something happening there where you're like, Jesus, today I don't want to do this after six months in a row of it, probably, I would imagine. Yeah. But he never, <laughs> I've never heard him talk about that. I've never mentioned that part of the training. I've never, I was asking about that actually next time. Yeah, that'd like, be He never really said anything about, because he's, yeah, he's never really said that he's like, oh fuck this shit you know or yeah i didn't i didn't want to train that day because for example there at the end uh, when pierre steamus there was an interview him before 2004 Athens, so that was his fourth olympics and people were gunning him for gold and he had three olympic golds already and he talked about multiple times he left the training hall and walked back home and got to his oar but then he was like fuck no i gotta go back training Jesus you know so Christ. someone is yeah one of the greatest ever Dimas, who definitely never took drugs, but is going for the president of the left. Now he's like the performance manager USA, but that's no, no shh. But anyway, um, so he, he's, like, but he talked about you know he had like two surgeries and he had like a wrist injury and shit pre that. And he talked about walking, literally just walking out of the training hall, being like, I can't do yeah. this. It's too hard. I'm too old. And then obviously he did follow through it. And so someone like that did it. I, I assume Gable did, but he's very internalized, you know, and he. He might never say it or he might feel like it's why would you even talk about that yeah. you just get on with it you know so it's like probably a cultural thing too as part of that there's definitely a cultural element to like the eastern block hard-faced like fire in the belly ice in the brain like it's funny when you talk about demas actually like demas was a full-on superstar and i think the the difference between like someone who's going to make their living off training uh it doesn't mean that it's any less stressful, you know. And I think mm. a lot of us, because you see so many athletes on social media and they appear to have, like, this life that everybody wants. You know, they get to train every day. Like, geez, they get to lift weights four times a day. That's a fucking shitty life. Like, 
that is a severely restricted lifestyle. Even like every 18 year old young fellow wants to be a professional rugby player, professional soccer player. Like you get to do fuck all except play rugby or play soccer. Like we get it. You like training now, but for like people who are teenagers listening to this podcast, like you have to look at, okay, firstly, is it realistic that you're going to have a career in professional sport? Like, are you talented enough that that's an actual realistic thing to do? You then need to look at, do you want a career in professional sport? And I think we all just assume that like everybody who's in professional sport is there because they love sport and they love training. The amount of like, particularly weightlifters we talk to who are like, training's really fucking hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I'm really tired all the time. Or yeah. like everything hurts a lot all the time. It's when training makes you tired in your everyday life that it's like, yeah. sometimes you really take that for granted. I don't, I don't know why I always do that. I'm like, geez, I'm really tired today. And yeah. you like, train like 14 times in the last seven days and you're like, wonder has that you just think you're immune to it for some reason and you're like you're a fucking dumbass on like well of course you're tired today like why wouldn't you be tired from that because if you were to if you were to go for a hike for six hours and do a load of manual labor you'd be like of course i'm gonna be tired tomorrow yeah. but then with training you're like nah i'm gonna be tired but then you being tired can mean the difference between making a wage or whatever like you've you've even there when clarence has been talking you know he's like oh, i just need a break from waiting for a while yeah or you know like the, it happens to everyone i think the, the good thing about weightlifting compared to something like if we take CrossFit it's probably a great example that or, or running is a very good example is that in between lifts those lies happen in your brain or that kind of negative self-talk yeah or the but once you go do it you don't the nattering goes away so your mind is clear or you're aiming to be as clear as possible you're aiming for nothing to be happening in your brain when you're doing the lift yeah and it can be a beautiful experience and you miss your make and it's over before you could think about something you know and it's boom it's gone you know and there's no negative talk in that moment yeah Pee when you get to it for sure but that's a different kind of negative self-talk that could be, am I going to make this or not? Or you're worried, you know? But when, when that lift happens, it's either it's over before you know it and you've made a good lift, you've not made a good lift, you know? And it's like, unless you're doing a set of 10 or something, but realistically, that's not you're not even really thinking, you know, you're mm-hmm. just a, a feral beast when you're doing <laughs> sets of 10, you know, you've regressed to a baby. But when, you know, you're doing something like CrossFit or, or running, the negative self-talk can only increase. Because the event is taking so long, like the length of time that you're doing the exercise affects how much negative self talk, you know, because you've loads of time to think, you know, if you're doing a wad or something or you're doing a two armor and a half hour marathon, like you, that's all, all you're left with is time to think. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like any running distance, you have a huge amount of thinking to do. Like I tend to, <laughs> I tend to just have this little thing in my head where I know my stride rate for, for like certain different times like x time for a 400 y time for an 800 whatever and i'll i'll just literally be saying over my head like beep 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 so i don't start talking to myself like that's all i'm doing is just putting white noise in there it's like beep 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 because i find if i listen to music music will make the talking voices in my head louder because they feel like they have to talk over the music like I know how mental that sounds but it just ends up that like everybody in my brain is shouting at each other and they're all being like why are we doing this why are mm. we doing this whereas if I'm just like beep 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 heel strike shit beep beep you know like it uh it tends to drown out the voices a bit 
But then you can then have like delusional self-talk. So it's not like, you know, if you have three sets of 10, you can probably do that three sets of 10 of the weight. So it's not really maladaptive. But then you could be like, okay, like you mentioned earlier, that person who hasn't been training properly or something so far out of reach. You know, they're like, oh, okay, no, no, I missed that that time, but no, no, I can definitely do it. Or I, I, I know I said five minutes for a friend, but I did it in 15, but next week I can do it better. You know, I, I can get this. Like that yeah. is, then you just flat out delusional self-flying or you'll be doing a particular training modality or something, or you'll be doing a particular exercise or you'll be trying to progress something. And no matter what someone tells you or what anyone else is telling you, you're like, no, 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 no this is what this is going to work or if even if everyone else is like that's definitely not going to work that's not your problem your other yeah. problems are this you know then you're lying to yourself about that i think that happens a lot as well with with athletes who are looking after their own programming or they've kind of gone into an individual sport so weightlifting or crossfit is a a really good example like you'll get weightlifters who are saying like i need a bigger squat i need a bigger squat and you're like you're back squatting 180 kilos and you are yet to snatch 80 your squat isn't your problem and they're like no 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 no. my my squat's my problem because they don't want to face the real problem like i think the lies are there a lot of the time because either the magnitude of the the real problem in inverted commas is so great or the the skill set needed to fix the real problem is is outside of their grasp that they'll just continue to lie to themselves that it's like it's a form of coping mechanism um, but it's in no way positive like you can't keep lying to yourself the problem with that kind of lying is though is it's also coupled heavily with ignorance and you probably yeah. can't fix your own ignorance so uh, that's not something <laughs> we can, can fix it for it. you <laughs> <laughs> the last thing then is kind of lying to yourself when you don't necessarily believe what you're saying but at some point you have to start talking positive, positively to yourself you know, you've got a <laughs> eventually either stop doing the sport or start telling yourself that you can do what it is you think you can do like there's no in between you know you have to at some point and there's a point in between there where you will be telling yourself that you're big strong powerful fast slender whatever but you don't necessarily believe it but to a certain extent and for a certain length of time you'll have to be telling yourself that like i i routinely tell myself randomly throughout today that i'm uh fast and powerful and, but I believe it though is uh, <laughs> is the only thing the only difference is I fully believe it when I'm eating my cereal or taking a poop yeah and when I it comes into my brain I fully believe it as you're 100%. like tensing up to squeeze the shit out of you like fucking yeah, yeah. that core strength yeah like I'll be unlocking the door of the car and I'll be like fucking yeah you are yeah. I believe it 100% absolutely like I fully <laughs> I'm fully invested in it like I have no doubt it might not be true but that doesn't matter yeah big strong like bull but that is a great point you know I, I, there's a lot of people out there who they might be coming to the end of a sporting career or they might be coming to the end of a, a, like a professional career and the the talk is all negative you know and that has to it doesn't matter if you only have a year left you know or it doesn't matter if you're only doing like another season with the team whatever like you have to sort that shit out even if it's only for another two weeks and like i'm some I'm not going to fucking run for five years after this training cycle, you know, and I only have six weeks left or four weeks left. And it's like, I understand in my head that it's not right to be keeping doing that. And I'm going to have to change it. 
it doesn't mean I'm going to change it right now. It just means I understand it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, like at some, you know, the overriding part of the podcast is that lies that you know aren't really true are are okay sometimes. You know, yeah, a little bit yeah, of yeah. like pitter patter between your brain, a little nittering, like. But you can't, you can't be lying to yourself, or you know, you can't like the negative self talk can't keep happening. Yeah, yeah, and I would like the last point I conclude on is like if it is happening consistently for months and months and then just go away and do something else like if weightlifting is your sport or powerlifting is your sport or crossfit or rugby or whatever it is go away and do something else do something completely different in the off season if you usually have three months off and you train weights for six weeks and train weight stroke power stroke aerobic conditioning for the other six weeks just don't do that next off season go and fucking do grappling become a, a straight up born killer got killers <laughs> and I'm smiling photos killers. never smiling a photo again yeah the, a quick shout out to the jiu-jitsu community lads yeah. you don't have to keep referring to each other or other groups of jiu-jitsu players as killers. murderers or yeah. <laughs> fucking straight up axe killers. murderers they're straight up <laughs> straight up serial killers yeah. so, it seems to get it's like an arms race as well as who could have the most aggressive naming in an Instagram <laughs> caption no this but guy hasn't it's always taxes about taxes in five years and he assaults children <laughs> it's always about their friends you know yeah it's always like really like humble modest brags you know they'll go to like I don't know just make it up a gin like West Kerry Jits and they're like the, the straight up homicidal genocidal killers <laughs> at Kerry Jiu-Jitsu school the social Ever cleansing take, that happens here <laughs> the levels of ritual burning and sacrifice that goes on at West Coast Kerry Jit school is off the charts absolute gentlemen every one of them and then everyone takes a photo and they stand really wide with their legs and then they hold their right fist up what's uh, the fucking story there the one fist clenched yeah 45 degrees yeah. you you know it's uh it's important i oh, know it's a joking we, it's like we yeah have, we, we like nothing support. but admiration for those athletes to be fair you coach a few jits killers that you there yeah um a few one-to-ones jiu-jitsu heads coach a good jiu-jitsu heads in the past um and yeah. they're always like they always are gentlemen and yeah, yeah. they would straight up fucking murder you but it, it's <laughs> they're whatever, cool lads. yeah whatever it is it's just there's a few people online who might like yeah. follow or whatever who are friends of mine who are jujitsu mm-hmm. heads um, mm-hmm. or jujitsu players and uh, it seems to be the arms race like you know they, the fucking killer they love, fucking they axe murderer they, they love a team photo as well after yeah, they love a yeah. killer photo like to let the police know who the killers are like you gotta <laughs> let them know the authorities um, <laughs> fuck so, you know, I was just gonna say there was one thing as well as like my my uh, my positive self talk is off the charts, but my abuse I give myself my training journal is borderline aggressive. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you gotta be criticize criticize yourself. Your um, but also, your negativity in your training journal and like level of self hatred is like a fourteen year old fat kid. Yeah, who's <laughs> writing a journal every day? What the fuck was that set of snatches about? Like, she won't even look shit? at me. <laughs> okay, all right, let's put it there. 